Hey, beautiful soul. Okay, here I am coming at you with the September monthly energy report. And I'm really excited to go into this one because it feels like it's actually going to be energetically a really beautiful month. So the card that I pulled way back in January for the month of September is the Knight of Cups. And I feel like I almost don't even have a lot to say about this because if you've been following my weekly energy reports at all, it has been coming up a lot. So it's obviously a theme, um, a level of mastery that we are moving into. But essentially, <clears throat> when I tuned in for the purposes of this energy report, the message that wanted to be conveyed, it was a reminder to describe the energy that I feel through the Knight of Cups, which is a being who is on the path of mastery around the realm of our psychic abilities and our like emotional imprint in the world. And it is sort of, it's like a Christ consciousness frequency card, meaning that this being the Knight of cups moves through the world with such fluid grace and love and it's almost like every aspect of that being's movement is like a poetic prayerful tribute to the divinity of all creation I don't know I mean like sometimes when I'm using these words I feel like the message kind of gets lost but essentially it is a being that just through its existence his or her existence, whatever, through through the Knight of Cups, just existing and moving through the world in his or her mastery. <clears throat> there is, it, this being exudes this very like flowing, poetic, graceful, dance-like energy of alchemy, but it's very, very gentle. That kind of recodes everybody. And let me think. So the Knight of Cups isn't necessarily a performer, but I can draw upon a few celebrities that I think carry this archetype, this frequency. Um, so for example, Prince would be an amazing example of the Knight of Cups. Prince was definitely doing his own thing, um, <clears throat> attempting to do his own thing as much as possible. And I mean, I never attended a Prince show, but I've seen them. And what I understand when I, when I watch this person, um, during his performances, it's like, or, or Freddie Mercury also, like they could access this emotional space within themselves and invite the audience to participate in that emotion and access their own emotional resonance and clean out you know, that, that wound or that trauma or just that frequency field of consciousness, it really is like being at a show and watching somebody who is just so holy and sublime in their existence, in their movement through the world that you feel like moved to tears. You feel alchemized just by witnessing them. My personal example of the Knight of Cups energy is John Frusciante. Um, he is best known as like the best guitar player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of several, but he's the best in my opinion. Uh, but he's very, very, 
he's very psychic and very emotional. That's how I interpret his energy and the music that he creates both with the chili peppers and through his own personal solo work is this like, it's just so graceful. He's not interfering with anybody. He's not doing anything to anybody. He's not organizing protests. He's not trying to fix problems. He's not trying to save anyone, but he is casting out this frequency field that is so beautiful and purifying that way back when in my early twenties, when I was like raw and very feeling very ungrounded, very unstable, full of traumas, recently awakened, super alienated and alone. His frequency net caught me. His positive, beautiful frequency net caught me and pulled me into a space where I could understand myself as actually being really beautiful and actually being really powerful. And you know, it was total journey. I didn't figure it out overnight, but he when I talk about us as archetypal beings, as galactics, as angelics, as dragons, as like our higher avatar selves, I, I, I feel like I frequently talk about us as being portals and stargates. And I know certainly I said that a lot um, around the priestess transmissions audience, um, but we are living portals and we are living stargates. And what that means is that we similarly exude a frequency that's graceful and fluid and beautiful. And is it's like when we're in this level of mastery, we engage with life and the external matrix, like every aspect is a, is a dance partner. And so even when, you know, certainly there are some aspects of the external matrix that are beloved dance partners that are easy to dance with, like, you know, having success in your business or your career or, you know, really good times in your family life. Times when things are just going well, we can dance with that, you know, dance with it and receive it and move with it and let those energies flow. And we do so though, with the knowledge that we're not trying to grip onto that dance partner and be like, and now you can never leave because otherwise I won't be okay. It's like the understanding that we have that this process of life ebbs and flows. It doesn't stay static. And so this dance partner, this good times, like everything's rocking, like, you know, things are going well, dance partner steps in and we move with it. And we, you know, we groove and we, we, yeah, it is. It's like we're dancing with it. And then that dance partner rotates away and we rotate away. And we then pair up with a different thing in the external matrix, which may be more neutral. And still though, we're grooving with it. We're letting it, we're letting it all come. We're letting it all happen. And then maybe we move away from that one and we move into something that is you know, challenging and uncomfortable. We don't really want to feel that it's the death of somebody, the end of a job, the end of a relationship, um, you know, or, or just, just feeling like off, just feeling not right. Some, something that we normally equate with a really hard time. And when we are in this level of mastery, we can also like dance fluidly, poetically, sensually dance with this aspect of life too, with our hearts, open. And as we do this, we're 
emanating these frequencies that are so beautiful. I wish I could just like, oh God, I just want to touch you all on your third eye and let you see what I see. But it's like we are exuding these rainbow rainbow light patterns that look like kaleidoscoping snowflakes they're they're so beautiful and they're constantly shifting and moving but they are these high frequency emanations radiations coming off of us as we engage with life in this way and what we're doing as we embody that role of mastery is we are moving through the world with a Christ consciousness frequency, with a Christos crystalline consciousness. And we are similarly casting out, I, I guess I used the term net, but um, I guess that's appropriate. It's just confusing because I talk about the false matrix frequency net all the time. But this is this is like, I don't know, we just cast out a line. We just cast out these frequencies and call forward all consciousness that is ready to calibrate to that themselves and sometimes it's people like when John Frusciante you know he doesn't know who I am he has no idea he was not doing this for my benefit he was doing this for his own this is just the way that he inherently moves through the world he he cast out this line this beautiful frequency line. And I was vibrationally in the proximity to receive it and to be like, oh, yes, this is what feels right. This is what feels good. And to follow that line, but on my own journey, like he is not, you know, like I said, he doesn't even know that I exist. He, he's not my savior, although I would almost call him that because I was in such a state of darkness and pain myself at the time when, when I found him and resonated with him. But he's not my savior in the sense that he is not responsible for my salvation. How could he be? He doesn't even know I exist. I am responsible for my salvation. But what he did is like, he, he cast a line out into the darkness and that line was made of these filaments of light, these beautiful geometries. And be, because I am coded in a certain way and I am meant to activate this birthright um, level of consciousness within myself, I was able to feel it and feel like, oh, I, I, recognize this on some level. I can't put my finger on it, but I recognize it and I resonate with it. And I was able to follow it, but I'm not following it to John Frusciante. I am following it into my own heart space through my own portal. And so when we, I say that we are living portals, we are living stargates, essentially what we're doing is especially as more of us come, come online in this way, as we are forming these grids and they're energetic grids. They're not, I'm not talking about earth grid work where, you know, um, it involves a specific location on the physical earth. Um, but I'm talking about grids of light, like constellations in the night sky that we are 
connected energetically through these light frequencies with each other. And we are creating stargates that allow more and more people to either have dormant seed codes within themselves activated and come into, you know, the conscious mind or allowing people to have more of that kind of walk-in experience that I've been describing that I and others I know have been having through the year where it's like a slow drip walk-in. It's not, it's not a new soul coming in. It's like the soul, the, the, the oversoul field that my soul is a fractal of. So it's sort of like less of my individual soul in here, even though it's still here, but it's more like I've created more space. So proportionately it's less, but it's not like my soul had to take a hike. It's still here, but I've created more space and more of that oversoul field is coming in. And so that happens through portals and stargates. Um, we liberate consciousness through our heart portal. We create stargates that allow this higher galactic angelic dragon energy, um, higher Christic code energy to come in and occupy this physical plane. So so that's what I believe is happening right now. And the message that came through around this card of the Knight of Cups, beyond the description of that energy, is that many of us are really starting to lock into this identity and really, really, you know, whether you call it Christ consciousness or not, is neither here nor there to me. I don't care. I know it's triggering for some people, but it is regardless of what you call it, what I'm talking about is a 12th dimensional level of consciousness wherein. We no longer feel a predominant codependence on the external matrix and the way that is manifesting in order for us to be okay. In other words, we no longer feel that we have to wake anybody up or alleviate anyone else's suffering or like clean up this whole world or whatever you know, get rid of capitalism or get rid of the patriarchy in order to be okay. We do not need to evict the lizard turds as my good friend, Brandon of Expanding Reality Podcast, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, as he says, um, we don't have to evict the lizard turds. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh my God, can you just say that and walk away and keep going? Or do you have to go down a tangent to sort of explain yourself? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Anyway, we don't need to evict the lizard turds in order to be okay. That's the point. Um, I'm not saying like, hey, lizard turds, stay and, you know, commit atrocities and crimes against humanity all you want. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that we don't need the job to be done in order to be okay. We bring in the Christ consciousness frequency or that 12th dimensional frequency of consciousness, wherein we are in mastery of our own energy. We are dancing with the holographic fields 
of the simulation. And we are doing so in a way that invites others to do the same thing, but not from a place of trying to save them. We are not the saviors. We are not responsible for the salvation of anyone else. That's what I'm trying to say. Collectively, we are the saviors because as we bring this level of consciousness onto the earth and we embody it through the easy times and the hard times, we are anchoring in this frequency as a, as a manifested reality here. Another way to put it is that if, if we weren't doing this work if we weren't holding this 12th dimensional consciousness here, many, many, many people wouldn't even understand that it is a choice. They wouldn't know. They would have no idea. There are many people who are asleep enough and traumatized enough by the intensity of being alive on earth that they they will just content themselves to be chattel and never reach for anything else. And I don't necessarily even mean reaching for like a better materially manifested life, although all the power to all of us, we should have better material man- manifested lives and it's totally possible. And I'm doing a masterclass on manifestation timeline jumping next week. So join if you're interested in hearing about that or catch the replay. Um, We should all have better lives, better physically manifested lives. But what I'm talking about when I say reaching for more is like reaching for a level of consciousness that allows you to be at peace. That's what it is. It's like allowing your heart to be full and at peace in all matter what's going on and of course sometimes life is harder and so it is it can be harder to find that but it's kind of like you just don't need the outside world to change what it's doing for you to feel free and powerful in yourself and deeply worthy and at peace in your heart, you feel that way first. And then you exude that frequency into the world and you kind of hold the door open. You make that frequency an option that is detectable by others who are incarnated at this time where they would, if we weren't doing this work, they wouldn't necessarily know that's an option. They may just cycle their own trauma over and over and over and continue looping on the karmic wheel over and over and over because they don't know that a different option is available. They don't know how to access this, this frequency of consciousness. So it's, it's a massive act of service. And the funny thing is that it's not even hard to achieve the hard part is going through the fifth dimensional portal in the heart where you even though we appear to be incarnated in a realm where we are having our own individuated separate experiences therefore and there appears to be physical space between us distance between us so we must be separate when you actually anchor into your heart portal that you know that 
we are not separate, that we are all connected and like from a heart level, you know, not just conceptually like, oh, we're all one, but like where you can feel somebody else when you are beside them, when you're sitting beside somebody on the couch and you just feel into them with your heart and just feel like, what is their energy? What does their energy feel like? What is it telling me through the lens of my heart, not through the lens of my mind? What is their emotional field saying? What is their light body saying? What is their auric field saying? You know, when, when we get through that portal, it's very access or very, sorry, very easy to access the 12th dimensional consciousness. And I believe that a lot of us came in already with that portal open, um, like with our heart portals open, but what we're in the process of doing is actively choosing it now. But I, I remember being able to access 12th dimensional Christ frequency consciousness a long, long, long time ago, you know, in my mid twenties, but it was not something that I could hold steadily. It's like, it would come and go. Whereas now I can hold it steadily. I'm pretty much operating there all the time. It feels phenomenal. It feels amazing to be incarnated here. And I can be aware of the suffering. I'm not turning a blind eye to it. But what I predominantly feel is the inevitability of the love and the freedom and the the deliverance and the salvation that we are, we are moving towards actively right now. It's not some distant point in the future, like someday we'll all be free. So everything is fine. It's like, I feel I am aware in myself, the way that I am choosing that, like my own salvation in every moment, I'm choosing my own grace. I'm choosing my own freedom, my own peace, my own love, and others are doing the same thing. And that there is this inevitable tipping point, this like hundredth monkey thing where, you know, all of a sudden, so many of us are going to be anchored into this where it becomes, I don't know if predominant frequency is, my shoulders really hurt. I don't know if predominant frequency is an accurate way to put it. It's more like, I'm reaching for what it, how energy, how it energetically wants to translate itself. I guess, I mean, one, one analogy that's coming through, I don't think it's really perfect, but it's kind of like, if you're in like, I don't know, a stagnant pond right? It's a, it's a pond or it's part of a river, but it's been dammed up. So there's just this area where the water is not flowing and it's stagnant and it starts to stink. And there's like an overgrowth of algae and certain things because that waterway actually needs to move. What's happening is that we are kind of like, we are eroding a hole in the dam and we're almost broken through. Like we are getting I mean it, we're almost broken through, or maybe we've broken through already, probably actually, and we are now like expanding the hole so that more of the water can pass through and start flowing freely again. So what happens is that 
there's this hundredth monkey effect where the water can move freely through that hole that was created in the dam enough again that now all the, you know, all the water starts funneling in that direction. Even the little, like at the, the edges, the banks of the stagnant pond thing, um, the water starts to move in this direction. And when it's ready, when it gets there, when it gets to the underwater slipstream, the, the slipstream that is created that feeds directly through the hole in the dam, it just like gets whoosh, collected in and it goes through the portal and the Stargate that I'm talking about. Um, so that's what's happening. I just feel like the main message is to celebrate ourselves and to know that we're, we are doing it. We are doing it. We are doing it. We can often feel like we're not doing enough, but we are. We're doing more than enough. We're doing so much, so much. We're having such a profound impact here on earth. And so the energy of the month feels really beautiful to me of this, this like self-actualization and self-realization of like, oh my God, I am powerful. Like, for example, if you're a Reiki person, you might really feel the difference in your Reiki sessions. If you're an Akash reader, you might feel it, um, or, or just a psychic reader or a tarot reader, like, you know, it doesn't have to be through the Akasha. You might really feel that your readings are, um, so much clearer. You might be receiving a lot of memories and activations about yourself, feeling like you're having work done on you at night during the daytime, whenever it's happening all the time. <clears throat> and it's also a feeling of like, Yeah, really stepping into consolidating and crystallizing the realization of what, like, like who you are and why you came here. It's just sort of this, this beautiful final piece of like, oh, shit, this is why I came. And I don't have to have all the answers right now. And I don't need to like, I don't, my heart doesn't have to bleed out all over the ground. And I don't have to like weep you know, all day and all night because of the intensity and the struggle in this world, I am proactively cleaning up, recoding, absolving, resolving, dissolving the darkness or the evil or the suffering or the illusion or whatever word you want to use. I'm doing that back into the zero point field of love through the power of my heart portal, because my heart is so fucking powerful that it can stay open even as I witness so much chaos around me and I witness so much unconsciousness and people behaving unconsciously out of trauma responses and perpetuating their trauma and kind of like messily spilling it out all over the place. I can witness that and my heart stays open and energy comes in through my heart and passes back into the zero point field of love. It's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. So it just feels to me like this month, it feels like a sparkling breath of fresh air and like we're going to know this month we're going to experience either in big ways or in little ways validation that the effect we're having here is the effect we intended to have when we decided to reincarnate and that we're doing an amazing and beautiful job and to just celebrate ourselves. I don't feel a lot of heaviness coming in this month. 
Um, of course, that isn't a guarantee that people are going to experience heaviness in their own lives, but on a collective level, I don't feel a lot of heaviness. Um, that kind of, to me, I feel that more coming into October. September feels like whew, clean, clear air. Okay, let me see if there's any light language transmission that wants to come through. I'm just seeing if I can decode any part of that transmission. It feels like um, an Andromedan message. That it's very hard to put English words to it. Very, very hard. Um, it's more like I'm seeing a scene and ah, there's not, there isn't a direct English translation. So the scene that I'm seeing, I'll describe that kind of looks like being in a cave. And for some reason, I'm seeing everybody as like, elves but like from the you know the lord of the rings movies like that kind of elf um tall and long hair and pointy ears and graceful silhouettes i don't know why it's coming to me that way that's not how i understand andromedans to look but whatever um but it does feel like an andromedan energy regardless and it feels like there is a feminine leader and there are a lot of people around her um, elves, other elves around her. And she's offering a transmission about the, what is it? It's kind of just the reason that we would leave the cave. I mean, in it, when, when it's translated in English, it just sounds like I don't know. To me, it sounds so mundane and just so like oh. compared to the energy. It has something to do with like why we would come here in the first place. Almost like she was giving us a pep talk, but she not, I don't know. She had a different energy, kind of like she was giving us almost a bit like a benediction, but also you know, saying like, there is going to be this and there's going to be that. And, but there will also be this and blah, blah, blah. Like reminding us just before we leave of 
everything we need to know in order to be okay here. Anyway, that is the energy report from September. I love you all so much. If you enjoy my energy reports, I do weekly energy reports and they are accessible through my Patreon membership at the $5 a month level. So the lowest tier, you also get um, bonus podcast, either bonus podcast conversations or um, special you know, bonus gifts or whatever from the guests. And you also get a moon transmission, which is a whole other story. Anyway, at the new moon and the full moon. Okay, that's it. I love you all. Have an amazing September and let me know what you think in the comments.